Joey, and welcome to Treasures from the Bible. Today we will be telling the story of Christmas, so grab your Bible and a friend and join us. of you to stop by just to say hi before Christmas. It's so dandy to see y'all. Well, it's good to see you too, Billy Bob. Lindy made you some homemade jam and banana nut bread. But don't eat it all at once. Well, thank you so much, Mrs. Gunther. I work really hard not to act like one of my piggies and gobble it all down in one sitting. That sounds like a good idea, Billy Bob. We don't want you to get a tummy ache. Not to be outdone by my wonderful daughter-in-law. I made you one of my almost famous poppy seed watermelon pies, Billy Bobber. Granny, that sounds mighty interesting. I don't know quite what to say. A thank you will work just fine. Thank you. Thank you so very much. You've all done just mighty kind things for me, and I haven't done anything for y'all. Oh, that's okay, Billy Bob. Oh, no, it's not, Wolfie. How about this Tuesday night? Everybody is invited for a sleigh ride, a bonfire, and some good old-fashioned country cooking. I'll be there and count me in on that. Who is that? Well, that's my neighbor, Tiny. Why do they call him Tiny? As a baby boy... He was born early and only weighed three pounds. He doesn't weigh three pounds now. That guy is a giant. He's six foot ten inches tall and is 400 pounds of muscle. Like, hey! Tiny, I want you to meet my friends. Everyone, this is Tiny! Like, hey! Like, hey! So how are you, Tiny? Doing just fine. Waiting for the day I can retire. You better do it before 2011. What did he say? Tiny, I haven't gotten around to telling you this yet, but here it goes. A big earthquake is going to shake up this whole world on May 21st, 2011. This will be the beginning of the end of the world. Billy Bob, you and me have been friends for a long time, but I don't believe that. The world is going to keep going just like a cow keeps making milk. Cows eventually die and then wouldn't produce any more milk. Okay, we should get going. Uh, See you Tuesday night, Billy Bob. Everybody bring a good stick for roasting marshmallows. That was so much fun. I've never been on a sleigh ride pulled by horses before. It was kind of you to invite Tiny to your Christmas get-together. He really has no one. His wife died a few years ago. 
Could everybody gather around? We're going to have a little Christmas Bible study. I thought we could read from Luke chapter 2, verses 1 to 5. And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, every one into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. Mr. Gunter. What does Bethlehem mean? Great question, Esther. It means house of bread. And who is the bread of life, Esther? The Lord Jesus. That's right. And the bread of life was born as a little baby in Bethlehem, making it the house of bread. Joey, could you read verses 6 through 10? Sure. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. Grandpa, why does God say that Mary brought forth her firstborn son? This is a very interesting point, Sarah. Let me try to answer that for you. We know from Galatians 4, 4 through 5, that Jesus took on a human nature and was born like one of us, except he had no sin. But when the fullness of the time was come, God sent forth his Son, made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem or save them, that is, all whom God would save from eternal destruction, that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. In other words, each true believer becomes a part of the family or kingdom of God. Before salvation, we are in the kingdom or family of Satan. But the word firstborn means much more than being born into this world as Mary's first baby. What exactly do you mean, Mr. Gunther? Well, Wolfie, perhaps we can look at a few more verses to help us. This Greek word is used nine times in the New Testament. Can you read Colossians 1.15? Okay. Colossians 1.15 who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature. What does that mean, Grandpa? I don't understand. That's all right, Sarah. Many of these teachings from the Bible are new for all of us. We have to understand what God means spiritually by the word firstborn or first begotten. And that is why we have to compare spiritual with spiritual, as 1 Corinthians 2.13 commands. Right, Mr. Gunther? Very good, Joey. I couldn't have said it better myself. So one has to study the Bible diligently and patiently.
but also to pray that God would reveal his truth to us. We find some clues to help us in some other verses that contain this same word, firstborn or first begotten. Mom, can you take Colossians 1.18? Sure, son. Say, you know that I know this one by heart. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. Billy Bob, can you look up Revelations 1-5 for all the boys and girls listening at home? Why, most certainly, Mr. Gunther. Uh, let me just turn to that. Revelation 1-5. And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. What does first begotten mean, Mr. Gunther? It means that the Lord Jesus was the first to rise from the dead after having paid for the sins of each child of God, even before creating this world and universe that we live in. Wow, he did that? He certainly did, Esther. That is why we also learn in Hebrews 1, 6, And again, when he bringeth in the first begotten into the world, he saith, And let all the angels of God worship him. Sweetheart, can you take verses 11 through 15 in Luke 2? Yes, dear. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, good will toward men. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which is come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. I'll go ahead and take verses 16 through 20. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they that had heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. You see, all true Christians are to tell others about God's salvation as well as to warn them that Christ is coming back for all the genuine Christians on May 21st, 2011. Then the hope of salvation. 
will be over. Right, Mr. Gunter? Yes, Esther. The true believers will be caught up to heaven, but all those who will be left behind will eventually be burned up with the rest of the universe on October 21st, 2011. I'll take verses 21 to 25. And when eight days were accomplished for the circumcising of the child, his name was called Jesus, which was so named of the angel before he was conceived in the womb. And when the days of her purification, according to the law of Moses, were accomplished, they brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every male that openeth the womb shall be called holy to the Lord, and to offer a sacrifice according to that which is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and the same man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Ghost was upon him. As we warn the world, may each of us be like Simeon of old, waiting upon God and watching in the Scripture. May God have mercy on each one of us and each one of you as well. Thank you, Mr. Gunther. That was nice. We're so glad you could join us, Tiny. And we're glad that you joined us to listen to today's program. We hope you have a truly blessed Christmas. For a free CD of today's program, please write to Treasures from the Bible in care of Family Radio, Oakland, California, 94621 USA. The title of today's program is A Christmas Gathering. May God richly bless you with his salvation. Thanks for listening, and be sure and tune in next week when we'll learn something new or old from the Bible. Bye. Yeah.
Christ in heaven.